At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets coming off a big win over Dallas, their fourth consecutive victory. They'll try and make it five in a row at home hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll give you our game preview for that one. Also talk about some of the other games we're watching around the NBA tonight and a new edition of Real Access just came out. I'd actually ends where this win streak starts in New Orleans. Some great behind-the-scenes footage, looking at Isaiah Thomas, looking at the Hornets locker room, really some good stuff here, and so we'll give you our thoughts on that and highly encourage you to check it out at Hornets.com, where you can also see some of the great work from our guest today, Hornets social media associate Wes Robinson, one of our favorites, back with us again here on the HHC. Wes, thanks for joining us. Sam, I appreciate the opportunity, and it's always good to talk basketball after a great Hornets win, so... Uh, let's keep this going for sure. Fortunately, that's been a trend lately, and it's been something noticeable on this last episode of Real Access. Again, it's available at Hornets.com. Definitely encourage you to go check it out. It goes from basically coming out of the All-Star break through the win over New Orleans. Some ups, some downs in there. I know you've had a chance to scope it out. Wes, what are some of your thoughts on it, some of the things you recommend people go and uh, seek out for themselves? I love the inside feed of you can see how – tough of a grind this season is. I know a lot of coaches and players, they always like to tell people about it. And I think fans do get a sense of it, but it it truly is a grind. And it's all about sticking together. You're going to have streaks when you're going to win five or six games in a row. And you're also going to be on the wrong end of those. And there's going to be a losing streak or, you know, you got a tough road schedule coming up. You're playing back-to-back schedules. You got to go play some of the toughest teams out there back-to-back or, you know, throughout a weekend. So, you know, it's it's a grit and grind kind of season. And it's just showing what the Charlotte Hornets 
even though we've been through some tough times, these guys stay confident within each other. They trust each other, even with the new elements that we do have with this team, with Montrez Harrell and then new, uh, recently Isaiah Thomas. It just seemed like they're building a system here, and these guys coming in from different teams and different circumstances are adapting to that system and that family structure that we do have. And now seeing the uh, the fruits of those labors with this win streak right now. So if you want to get a good inside feed of the things that we've been through and these guys are staying together no matter what, and then seeing how we're going, you know, taking off into a new direction right now into the win streak, it's a great look for sure. The title of this episode is Slow Grind, Stick With It. The, the stick with it part, the back-to-back losses to Brooklyn and Boston were documented. We all kind of looked at those games and said, hey, Kyrie went for 50. Jason Tatum had a brilliant performance. Uh, he was conference player of the week that week. You can't fault the team for coming up a little short against those kinds of games. But as is appropriate, the Hornets didn't look externally at what did those guys do to beat them. They looked internally what could have they done better. And they singled in on overreacting early to being down, trying to make up a 10-point gap in one play and subsequently turning it over a couple of times, and now you're down by 20. So that was one thing that stuck with me, that that mentality of stick with it, find answers to these problems, and work together to find them in time to salvage the playoff hopes for this season. Yeah, absolutely. If you look down in our, in our last three losses, uh, three of those teams are, are the top teams in the East. You got Boston, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. I mean, those are games that pretty much got away from us. And then we, we also had the one-point overtime loss in Detroit, which was very different for us. And it was it was kind of a, a tough loss, you know, to have pretty much at home. But then we had to go into Milwaukee and then pull out a big win in Cleveland. But through those situations of, of getting beat by those teams, we were still able to come back and understand that, look, if we just somehow pick up two wins on the road like we did against New Orleans and, and OKC, we have a great stretch of games that we'll be able to have home. We're not taking anyone for granted. We're going to control the pace of the game. We're going to control how we want the game to start. We're not going to sit and wait. We're not going to adjust the teams. They're going to adjust to us. And in the situation against Dallas, you can see where pretty much if Luke is going off, there's nothing we can do about it. He's very hot tonight. But the thing that we can control is just surrounding players around him, minus uh, Spencer Dinwiddie as well. So it allowed us to be able to focus on the other elements around him and just move forward. I think that's the best way of us moving forward with this homestand is, like I said, uh, teams adapting to us and us coming out strong. I mean, we came out on a 16-2 run against Dallas, and they never were able to recover from that momentum that we started with. So I I like the way we played um, over the last few games to be able to just get things going in the first quarter. It seems like they, they learned the lessons that they talked about in that episode. One, start faster. Don't let yourself be down by 10 early and have to make up that gap. And two, like you said, just because someone is having a great night like Luka Doncic did the other day for Dallas doesn't mean you can't win the game. His performance was every bit as good as Kyrie Irving or Jason Tatum, given that he scored that many points in just three quarters, just 30 minutes on the floor. But Charlotte was able to minimize the impact by scoring on their own end and and making life as difficult as they could on one of the world's best. The other main character of this episode I wanted to talk about was Isaiah Thomas. You get to see when he is added to the team, when he joins the squad in Cleveland. Also, some of his words of wisdom in the locker room after that huge win at New Orleans, talking about how LaMelo Ball had taken that game over and controlled it start to finish in a way that he really hadn't seen before. And sometimes that outsider's perspective can ring a little bit loud 
louder and stronger than someone you've been talking to every day for the last six months. So I thought that was notable. You get to see some of that locker room interaction, some of the words of wisdom from Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier as well. And uh, this this team's mentality, it's headed in the right direction right now as we go into the home stretch. After tonight, only 10 games left on the season. Big one tonight against those same New Orleans Pelicans. We'll preview that one for you in a little bit. Coming up next, though, there's some other games in the NBA tonight. We're going to go scoreboard watching what games could have an impact on the Hornets, which ones should you keep an eye on, and maybe who should you be rooting for. We'll talk about that next with Wes Robinson, Hornets social media associate, after this here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber, Wes Robinson, Hornets Social Media Associate here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, the HHC, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. So, Wes, it's a busy day today in the NBA. Of course, Hornets versus Pelicans is going to have the bulk of our attention, and we'll break that one down for you shortly. But there's some other games that could impact the Hornets here. Early in the season, you glance at the standings, just kind of see where you're sitting, who's trending up, who's trending down. But now now, every game's importance is magnified because there's just so few of them left. So, to me, the most important game on the schedule that's not the Hornets is in Brooklyn. Utah is visiting the Nets. Brooklyn is only a game ahead of the Hornets right now, and they've been bad at home. A lot of that has to do with they got different personnel at home. They they don't have Kyrie Irving there. So, since the All-Star break, they're only 2-4 and four in their home gym, and those wins are over Portland and the Knicks, neither of whom is playing very well right now. So Utah is going to be motivated. They're trying to seal the four seed in the Western Conference. Brooklyn loses that one, and Charlotte wins tonight. We could be seeing the Hornets and Nets tied for eighth come the start of business tomorrow. Yeah, Brooklyn is definitely a team I'm going to pay attention to. But like you said, uh, the biggest factor in that situation is how many games they are, are they going to play at home and how many they're going to play on the road. And as you all know, they have a much stronger factor on the road with, with the addition of Kyrie Irving because he can't play in, in New York. So that's going to be something to watch for sure to see how this Brooklyn Nets team is going to have to pull out wins without one of their biggest stars uh, with Kyrie Irving and also losing James Harden as well on the trade. And then who knows um, when the factor of when Ben Simmons is going to come in. So there's a lot of elements that Brooklyn is facing right now that can somewhat give us an advantage. So it's definitely – I'm going to be – glued to the TV every single night when I see Brooklyn on the schedule. Another thing to consider in terms of uh, tiebreakers moving forward, Hornets and Nets have one more matchup. It is in Brooklyn in about a week's time. Other games we're watching tonight, the Cleveland Cavaliers are hosting the L.A. Lakers. Now, the Cavs are 41-30. and They're five games ahead of the Hornets. I don't think it's likely Charlotte can catch them by season's end because if Cleveland plays 500 basketball, they're going to end up with about 46 wins, which would mean that Charlotte has to play perfect basketball to catch them. On the other hand, If they lose to the Lakers, they might be showing signs that they're not going to play 500 basketball down the stretch. So uh, this is one that we're paying attention to because mathematically, yes, it is possible for the Hornets to catch them. If Cleveland takes care of business, they should be fine. But taking care of business means beating a Lakers team that's been outright bad in recent days. 
the great thing about Cleveland is that they, they had a great stretch that they were able to have a huge jump for a win streak early on in the season. And they pretty much stay in the same position that they've been in with that almost 10-game uh, gap. But it will be tough. I mean, uh, I know Lakers are struggling right now, but playing against L.A., this point, you know, they have a lot to play for. So I'm definitely going to be paying, paying attention to that game. And you never want to go against uh, when you have the best player, one of the best players in the world, you know, LeBron James. And they have everything to gain from this game and even going forward because they're in a tough situation right now, too. I mean, they're in, in the 10th spot in the play-in, so they definitely don't want to fall out of that. So you expect them to really take it to Cleveland going forward. LeBron James now the number two scorer in NBA history, uh, of course, in that game for the Lakers, as you mentioned there, Wes, and uh, you know he's going to want to put on a show in Cleveland, no doubt about that. A couple more that we got our eye on. The Toronto Raptors are in Chicago. Night two of a back-to-back for Toronto, a very difficult one, wrapping up with Chicago, even though they haven't been playing well in the last couple of weeks. So that's still a, a tough night, two to have to contend with. And much like Cleveland, Toronto controls their own destiny. But if Charlotte wins, Toronto loses today. This one, the gap could come down to about three games with 10 to play. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. I mean, and, and uh, you know, with these games going on in the NBA, you know, anyone can lose at any given night, but it'll definitely be a tough one for them for sure. Last but not least, the Washington Wizards are visiting the Houston Rockets. Now, this is similar but different to why Cleveland and Toronto are on our radar, but in a decidedly different direction. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, Wes. Until the magic number is zero, I'm not taking anything or anyone for granted, least of all the Wizards after the way last season wrapped up. So 10 games left in the season is too much for me to say that they are uh, you know, done and gone and in the rearview mirror and will not make a, a comeback. But if Washington loses this one, Charlotte's magic number could go down to as little as five. Hornets are absolutely in control of their own destiny, but the Wizards have have an opportunity here to pick up a win against a Houston team that's really struggling right now. So th- this is a game that we got to keep an eye on because mathematically the Wizards are capable of making up the gap against Charlotte as unlikely as it might seem based off the way the Hornets have played over the last four games. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on the Wizards as well. I've seen some strange things happen in the NBA. And like you said, t- 10 games, it's too much to be comfortable to accept the fact that, oh, this team's going to be out and Charlotte's in a comfortable position. While we also try to handle what we need to handle, but we also need to make sure like teams like Washington don't find any kind of spark anywhere. But I, I have a lot of faith in, uh, in the Houston Rockets and what they've been able to build with that very young team. Number one game to watch in my book, most definitely Utah at Brooklyn. That's the one where the Hornets could end up being in a tie for eight, depending on results tonight. Most importantly, in terms of those results, Hornets have to take care of business against the Pelicans. They did roughly a week ago. Can they do it again? We'll break it down with Wes Robinson after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Wes Robinson, the Hornets social media associate with us here today on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. It's a game day edition. Hornets hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Charlotte currently on a four-game win streak, which began with a 142-120 win at New Orleans. That game saw Charlotte playing some of its best basketball of the season. They had 41 assists. 
It was against the New Orleans team that was without really any star power. They had C.J. McCollum in health and safety protocols. Brandon Ingram had just started to sit no Zion Williamson. Basically, anyone who's ever been considered for an all-star game was unavailable for the Pelicans in that one. So they're a little healthier now. Your thoughts, Wes, before we get into players and stats to watch on this matchup against the Pelicans. Same team, the Hornets beat by 22, but a different version of them. This is a New Orleans team that's gone through some unfortunate things this season. A lot of it had to do with injuries, but acquiring CJ McCullough, I mean, that, that guy's a, a star in this league. And I, I know he's ready to remind everybody who he is. And, and now he has, he, now he's in a position where he can pretty much control the destiny of this team by himself uh, and not playing alongside Damian Lillard. So without them having him last time, I, I do expect him to come out strong. I mean, and they do have some signs up in the middle of Alachunas and Jackson's, Jackson Hayes. And then we also can't forget about our guy, Devontae Graham. Definitely, uh, you can expect these guys to pretty much give us everything they got because they're also in the same position. If you look across West in the play-in tournament, they have a lot to play for as well, um, sitting in, in the ni- and balancing between the ninth and 10th spot with the Lakers. So uh, they definitely want to be in a position where they can set themselves up for the playoffs as well. So. Look for a little bit of a revenge game, for sure. One other thing to note, New Orleans is on night two of a back-to-back after the game with Atlanta yesterday. So uh, another one for the Hornets with rest advantage that certainly played to their favor in the big win over Dallas. We'll see what kind of a factor it is tonight as well. All right, Wes, time to pick some players and a stat to watch. You're the guest. You get to go first. Which direction do you want to go? I'm going to go with that guy who's returning home, Devontae Graham. He's the player to watch for sure. CJ McCollum is definitely back in that lineup, and he's going to provide a lot of different opportunities to help New Orleans on the offensive end for sure. But one guy you do not want to uh, catch fire is Devontae Graham. With him being in Charlotte for three years, uh, he's very familiar with those rims and playing in that kind of atmosphere and playing in North Carolina, which is his home state. Definitely don't want to be on the end. Of, of one of those uh, 30, 40 point outbursts from long range. So we're going to be able to contain a lot of his outside shooting and continue to play our game and how we're going to attack and how we love to share the ball. I think in our last game, we, we had a total of 33, 34 assists. And we also recently had the NBA's most assists this season in a game with 41. So it shows that we're sharing the ball. We, we've added new pieces. We're playing a lot of different lineups. We're giving defenses of many different looks, but we've been able to share the ball enough where we can pretty much go in many different directions offensively. So I I think the biggest focus is going to have to be on our defense to be able to pull this one out. I'm going to go a little off the beaten path as well in terms of staying away from C.J. McCollum. There's a rookie who's caught my eye, Najee Marshall, young man out of Xavier, who's played pretty well as of late. And when he has found big scoring games, i.e. if he has gone 17 or more in the month of March, Pelicans are undefeated, scored 17 in a win over Sacramento, scored 17 in a win over Houston, and he scored 18 in a win recently on the road at San Antonio. So sometimes it's not the Stars, it's not the C.J. McCollum, Zion Williamson's, Brandon Ingram's, or Luka Doncic's that can hurt you the most. Sometimes it's those guys on the periphery who, when they get hot and they have a big game, uh, they can burn you. So I've got my eye on Najee Marshall. He shot the ball pretty well against the Hornets, scored 14 in that one, had seven assists, did not reach the uh, 17-point plateau, uh, but it did catch my eye. I did notice that when he scores 17, uh, they seem to win a lot. And for a team that hasn't won very much this year, that's definitely notable. Let's see where you want to go next, Wes. Do you want to go with a stat to watch, or do you want to pick a Hornet? 
I'm going to go with the Hornet. I'm going to ride uh, with Miles Bridges, the way he's been playing. It, it gives us a new way of how we can attack offenses from not just from the, from from our backcourt, but also frontcourt as well, where Miles can pretty much bring the ball up. He can play in the post. When his shot is not falling, he, he, he's very well aware of that, and he knows how to attack the defense in many different ways, uh, going to the rim, whether it's rim protection, and also being able to post up on the block. And he, he just adds an element of our offense that's a little cerebral, you know, that gives us, you know, so many different ways of how we can do things. And it allows a person like Terry Rozier to pretty much find the looks that he's looking for. Or if LaMelo Ball is kind of feeling it, if, he's not, if he doesn't see it going in the first three shots, it gives him a time to pretty much uh, find that way. And I kind of compared what he adds to us to what Gordon Hayward did for us. You know, we were go through uh, certain situations where we kind of go on like cotton mouth on, on the offensive end where we were really looking for a bucket or some kind of a spark. Miles Bridges seems to be that person for us while Gordon uh, is still uh, nurturing his injury. So I'm definitely going to go with Miles Bridges to be able to uh, continue to do what he's doing. Uh, I love the way he's playing. I like the pick. No argument here against Miles Bridges. Uh, Got to go in a different direction, though. So I'm going to take Terry Rozier. There were so many different players of the game uh, last night. You could have picked any one of seven or eight guys, and they all could have been or would have been correct answers. But Terry was definitely one of them. He sparked things early, got the Hornets off to that big lead in the early action and, and really had some sustained offense throughout the game. 18 points, four of seven beyond the arc, six rebounds, six assists. Terry Rozier year I think is even more of a factor in this one because in addition to his offense he's going to be matched up on either CJ McCollum or on Devontae Graham quite a bit and and those are probably the two most lethal scorers that the Pelicans have definitely a two-way matchup tonight uh, that could be interesting for Terry Rozier it's the NBA there almost always is at his position so Terry Rozier my player to watch here for Charlotte last but not least we need a stat to watch Wes yeah, my stat to watch is going to be 13.2. That's the amount of points that Montrez Harrell has been uh, been able to provide for us uh, coming off the bench. As I talked about earlier, New Orleans has a tremendous amount of size in the paint with Valachunas and Jackson Hayes. And then they also have a good, dear friend of the program, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, uh, definitely a fan favorite here in Charlotte. So. Um, I, I love the energy that Trez has been able to bring off the bench, uh, getting a lot of the bigs in foul trouble and kind of disrupt a lot of what, they, what they're comfortable with doing. They like to limit a lot of our opportunities with our guard play to pretty much create this like bubble form, forcing us to uh, shoot shots. But with Miles and also Trez off the bench, when those guys go to get a rest, Trez kind of like just crashes through. I mean, kind of similar to like the Hulk. If there's a wall, he's going to smash through it and disrupt anything that you like to do so getting those guys in foul trouble is going to be key getting those bigs out of the game so that our guys can pretty much open new passing lanes for each other a lot of backdoor passes attacking the rim a couple floaters around around the paint as well so Trez is going to be able to uh, smash that wall and off the bench so his spark at 13 points maybe it's a little higher and he has a big uh, big game tonight, so Trez is going to be my guy to watch for sure. I'm going to go with assists because assists really speaks to when the Hornets are playing their best basketball. Something to keep in mind about that last win over New Orleans, yeah, they were really shorthanded, 
But I thought the Pelicans played pretty darn well. They scored 120 points, which was one of their uh, better scoring games of the season. Uh, They're a team that can run some good offense out there and got some young guys that are hungry for more minutes, more opportunities in the NBA. And they played like it, but Charlotte is elite offensively. If they're on their game, it's hard for anyone to keep up. And that key indicator for how well the offense is working is overall team assists. Hornets had 41 in that game. They've had four straight games with 30 or more longest stretch stretch of the season. It's not lost on me that all four of those games also go in the win column. So for me, my focus is assists. Can the Hornets continue to play for each other, share the basketball? Doesn't even so much need to be, you know, LaMelo Ball needs 10 or 12, or we need this many from Mason Plumley, the point center. It's just collectively sharing the ball, finding the open man. This team is at its best when they continue to do that. They did it the other night in the win over Dallas. If they do it again here today against New Orleans, no hiccups expected. They should come away with a fifth straight victory. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. A reminder to tune in tomorrow. We'll have our postgame wrap-up edition of the HHC, breaking down this one against the Pelicans and giving you a new slate of games to watch for tomorrow. Wes Robinson, thanks for joining us, as always, here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam, I really appreciate it. And I do want to note to many of our fans and colleagues that we talk about the win streak on the podcast, and I said, if Charlotte managed to pick up the wins on the road against New Orleans and OKC, if they could somehow get through five, uh, at least four, five wins in this next streak coming up, uh, they're going to be okay, and we're going to go straight into the plan. So they're, they're on a four-game win streak, so let's see how this keeps going. So let's keep going shooting. I like that call as well. I liked it at the time. And look, you know, sometimes winning games, uh, when those winnable matchups come up on the schedule, it's not just about those ones, but it's about the momentum it provides moving forward. Maybe something to talk about on the podcast tomorrow. Wes Robinson, thanks as always for joining us here on the HHC. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets High. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.